Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, I don't know about you, but um, Mel, you made me cry. <laughs> I thought, wow, you know, we are, as a church, I've sat here this morning and I know what we do as a church. I know how much we reach out. I know where the money goes. I know that money comes in and money goes out. Not one cent of the money that comes in for our mission ever stays within our church. It always goes to a field. It goes somewhere. It goes to Kids Hope. It goes to TESOL or English classes. It goes to those areas that you've seen on the screen today. It makes a difference in so many lives. You know, one of our values here at Resound Church is generosity. And that's the displayed in many ways. I want to say congratulations to you as a church. You know, last year we were um, doing this online and there was a nervousness as a church, as, as a leadership. We're like, we've never done missions online before. We've never had those sessions and encouraging people to give online. For those that are online, I'm encouraging you, um, you know, and thank you for coming on today to watch and see what's happening here today. Throughout that period of time, you gave, you pledged. And you know, coming to the end of where we're at right now as a church for that year, last year coming to right now, you know, we had a certain amount pledged and we actually have had 113% of finances come in for missions. Oh, come on, that's worth a clap. It's worth something. That's extraordinary. We, you know, we had, I think it was 113,000 pledged, but we had in $130,000 to come and do what we've been able to do. Resound Church, you're awesome. Resound Church, you're making a difference. Resound Church, what you're doing for the, the kingdom is outstanding. We might think, oh yeah, I'm just putting my money in. No, what you're doing is changing lives. We heard what Mel does. As a church, we provide finances for Kids Hope so that Mel can go into the school and the other mentors can go into the school to make a difference to those children in our community. Our missions conference is called Reach and Scent. On our map outside, you would see it when you walked in. It said Mark 16, 15. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. That's exactly what we want to do here at Resound. We can't physically go into all the world ourselves. But you heard, you heard the guys from Liverpool. You heard them in Nepal. You heard them in Indonesia. You heard them in India. You heard what's happening locally. We may not physically be able to go, but our finances are preaching the gospel to the other ends of the earth. Do you know how outstanding that is? Our dollars make a difference. Reach means in the dictionary to stretch out. Stretch out. 
We want to reach. We want to go further. We want to do even more this coming year. We want to be able to even go into different fields, to be able to help other nations of the world as well. Send means cause to go or be taken to a particular destination. Arrange for a delivery. We do that. We arrange for a delivery to go into places and make a difference. When we pledge our finances, we are reaching, stretching out our hand and saying, here we are to do whatever we can to help. To send, we are arranging a delivery of our finances and whatever else we can do to help others. So a question this morning is, why missions? Apart from the fact that Jesus commanded us to go into all the world, we also understand that there are a lot of people that don't have what we have. I'm going to read a passage of scripture for you right now. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 40. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. This makes me laugh a little bit because... In our paddock, we have sheep and we have goats. And sometimes we see the sheep and the goats and the goat chases the sheep and they just chase like, get away. And you see the sheep running like crazy. Sorry, it's just a scene that's quite funny in our home. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. When we watched... Daniel and Katie Spackman, and they showed the shed where the blankets are and the clothes are. It brings it back to me, this passage of scripture, the reminding of what we're actually partnering with. When we see these children at the Hope Village, we understand what we're partnering with. You would have seen on that screen a girl called Ratu, Now, some of you know the story of Ratu. Ratu was the girl that stood in front of the um, junior school and said, I am now in junior school. When Ratu came into the school, into the um, Hope Village, she was one of five children. Her mother and her father were together and then her father decided that was it. He was leaving the family home. He left with the older brother because the older brother could make the father money. And they took off and left the mother with four little children. The mother had nowhere to live. She wandered the streets. They lived out of the garbage um, cans, wherever they could get food. Then the mother's sister said to her, you can come live with me, but only two of the children can come. Ratu and her brother, they had nowhere to go. 
But Hope Village found out about Ratu and her brother and they picked these children and they said to the, ch- to the mother, we'll take your two children and we'll look after them. We promise they'll be well looked after. The mother gave over the two children because she had no choice. She then had a home for her younger two children. Ratu and her brother had been nurtured and brought up. When they arrived, they were malnutritioned. They looked grubby. They looked dirty. They looked like kids that you'd go, I don't even know if I want to be around you. But what actually happened with those two children was they were taken, they were loved on, they were nurtured. You know, Ratu is one of the smartest children in the, in the home. She's an incredible girl. She learned English at a really early age. She was determined. She has this ability to be able to communicate, translate, do whatever it is that needs to be done. Ratu is growing and being nourished, but she doesn't just grow in that way. She's growing in knowing Jesus Christ as her Lord and her Saviour. She's making a difference. That's one child. But guess what? We actually, we're the ones that look after Ratu. We're the ones that support Ratu. Ratu is one of Resound Church's children that the finances go towards. One life. One life. What can one life do? What can your life do to help somebody else? What, What an extraordinary story. We do missions out of a command and a desperate desire to see all mankind loved, cared for and reached for the kingdom. I'm not asking for your money today, even though it sounds like it, even though I have a pledge card. But what I'm asking is for you to consider, God, what do you want me to do? What life can I see changed? Maybe you can be a mentor. Maybe you can go and speak to Brittany. Maybe you can give an hour a week. Maybe you can be at that working bee so we can turn a schoolyard around. Maybe we can help out with the, um, the English classes. Maybe we can support Terry and MMM and go and help and do stuff that needs to be done there. Whatever it is, but let's make a difference. Let's not sit back. I want to read a passage, another passage of scripture which you won't have on the board. But it's Luke 10, verse 30 to 37. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was travelling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed on the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed on the other side of the road. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he left, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, The Samaritan soothed the wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and he took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbour to the man who was attacked by the bandits, Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed mercy? 
Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. When I read this passage of scripture and I think of what we do as missions, maybe I'm the priest, but I'm not going to be the priest like it says in there. I'm going to be the Samaritan. I don't want to walk past somebody. I don't want to see something on a screen and just go, oh, that's not my problem. I don't want to feel numb. I don't want to feel like that's not my issue. I want to go, God, what have I got that can make the difference for the community, for the kingdom? What can I do? What have I got in my hands? So often we had so much. We may feel at times we're stretched. It's not about the amount. It's about stopping and saying, God, what can I do that can make a difference? Last year, Resound Church, you made a difference. We heard about it this morning. I was so proud. And I know that God looks down and says, well done, good and faithful servants. We can get so busy doing our own thing and look at our own needs. Our time can get so busy. We don't feel like we have anything to give to someone else. And we can walk across the road and pretend they're not there. Or we can stop and help the hurt man lying on the side of the road. So the questions I have for you today, what can you do to help? What can you sacrifice to help someone else? And what are you prepared to give? Each year we have pledge cards. This year we've sent out an email to most people on the screen uh, on, that have asked to have an email sent to them. We're doing electronic pledges. So you can go on and you can pledge and put your amount that you want to give. Or you can grab one of these cards on the way out. Peter Johnson's got them this. And if you would prefer to do a hard copy and just fill in the details and put in what you'd like to pledge, you can do that and put it into the box. No one sees these pledges except for one person. Not Wayne and I don't know what anybody gives. It's none of our business. This is about you and God. This is about what you want to do that can make the difference. You may work part-time. You may work full-time. You may be a pensioner. We're not asking you to give everything, but we're saying, what can you do to make a difference in Aratu's life, in Nepal, in Liverpool, in India, in our community, up with the Aboriginal people in Alice Springs? What can you do? See, you need to seek God. It's not about to me. It's between you and God. And when you pray, don't discount what God says. I often laugh between Wayne and I. We'll be praying and we'll be saying, okay, God, what do you want us to give this year? And I'm one of these people that says, well, I gave that last year and God, you came through for that amount. So I want to stretch it. And it's quite interesting when we both pray and we come back together. And 99% of the time, 
God lays the same amount on us. Sometimes it may be a little bit different, but not much. Don't be afraid to step out and say, hey, God, I'm going to make a difference. One life. What can your life do? Come on, let's reach and send. Let's stretch and give it so that we can make a difference all over the world. God bless you. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.